Which players impressed us the most in the final week of the preseason? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. This episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for lockdown listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co. That's co forward slash locked on. That's bright.co forward slash locked on. Welcome into the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk of DraftKings Nation. Joined as always by my co-host Marcus Mosher, who you could follow uh, all of his work over at USA Today, uh, and of course on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Uh, we are officially a wrap, Marcus, mm-hmm. on on the NFL preseason, and we've got lots of takeaways, especially for our dynasty rosters. Before we before we hit that one, we've got to digest all of this action in our tummies. That's yeah, I've got yeah, I've got nine players that I want to talk about today who you know impressed me just in for some different reason in the final week of the preseason. And we're gonna get to all that, but we've got some kind of big news that we have to talk about first, which is really, really tough. Uh we learned yesterday afternoon that Washington Commanders running back Brian Robinson uh was shot multiple times uh in the leg after a armed robbery attempt. Um Washington says that he's in stable condition. Uh, I saw that they had a statement uh, yesterday. They put out that they believe he's going to be able to make a full recovery. Okay, this is just an absolute bummer because for a, a million different reasons, but because Brian Robinson was kind of an emerging star in Washington, and uh, we we thoughts and prayers with him uh, to make a speedy recovery. I mean, literally just uh, probably an hour before uh, we started seeing reports uh, that this had happened. We were seeing reports, you know, buzz that Brian Robinson was expected to be named the starter, uh, the starting running back for the Washington commander. So just really tough, tough blow. Um, how are you like, obviously this is not uh, necessarily the takeaway. We don't have to dive too far into what this means for Antonio Gibson, but Obviously, there are still a ton of question marks. Uh, Antonio Gibson uh, has been uh, capable of scoring fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Um, are you using this opportunity to trade for Antonio Gibson? Or no. what are you doing no, at, at this point? We were kind of out on Antonio Gibson anyways. Um, I, I think Washington's going to find a way to trying to cobble together the backfield until Brian Robinson can return. Unless again, we hope that he returns as soon as possible because he was a lot of fun to watch in the preseason. Um, but no, probably not. Cause I think this is more of an indictment on Gibson, right? Who was playing on kickoff returns and was playing on special teams. I just was fumbling. Think, yeah. I think Washington is just soured on him a little bit. So no, I'm, I'm probably not making any kind of drastic move after the Robinson news. That's totally fair. Um, and, and I mean, in general, uh, we saw, you know, solid, solid things from Antonio yeah. Gibson. Uh, you know, I'm not going to knock him for that. Last year had uh, five point or five games with 20 or more fantasy points. That's great. 
Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's been solid, but hasn't necessarily been, I think as multifaceted as the, the Washington commanders were hoping when they drafted this former converted wide receiver. So kind of just in a holding pattern there though, if you're in a win now mode, he's probably going to help. Especially early Uh, in the season, I would assume. Yep. This is just tough news. It's, it's really hard to talk about because, you and I have been such big Brian Robinson fans, and it's just so devastating for Washington. So this is it's just tough, Kate. Yeah, we we're wishing him a full recovery, mm-hmm. but um, you know we're 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 rooting for you, bud. Yes, we're. I think I think the entire NFL is rooting for Brian Robinson. It's a it's a cool story to have him as a third round pick, kind of win that job, kind of a no nonsense runner. I I think he's going to get back uh, to the student rather rather or back to the field rather quickly. Um, and surprise us all with his play. All right, let's talk about some other players that we saw in week three of the preseason that kind of stood out to us. Let's start with a couple quarterbacks, Kate. Malik Willis. You and I liked Willis a little bit coming out of Liberty. Uh, we were little. worried a little bit about how far away he was as a player, like from being able to be productive on the field. But from what I've seen, not only in this preseason game, but just in general, I think whenever he does play, he's going to be somebody that racks up a bunch of fantasy points. His his legs are incredible, and his athleticism is great. And I don't know if he's all that far away as a passer either. Yeah, I don't think he's quite as uh, as far away as a passer as we might have expected. But, I mean, like when we're talking about Malik Willis, we have to talk about the rush, right? Like that that is the biggest takeaway here, ranked. Uh, top five in rushing yards for the entire preseason walked away with 132 rushing yards and a score on the ground uh, to, to help his cause there and rank top five among all the, the every position in rushing in the preseason, uh, like beat out a good chunk of running back. So like that's, that's the kind of upside we want to see. And, you know, I think, especially considering who he's with in the offense, like Ryan Tannehill, I think is a great, uh, a great kind of fit for what he does. Cause I like Ryan Tannehill, we talk about him as a passer so much. We talk about, uh, you know, the efficiency that I think uh, is a byproduct of what Derrick Henry can do, Mm -hmm. but like Ryan Tannehill actually kind of sneakily mobile and has that kind of fun element to his game. So, uh, you know, while I'm not going to necessarily call, you know, Ryan Tannehill, like the king of rushing, I think his skill set is kind of the perfect uh, skill set for Malik Willis to sit back and watch as he develops further. Now, the question is, what do you do with him in Dynasty right now, though? Because it could be a while before he actually sees real I'm trading action. For him right now. Trading for him right now, because I I. When I the Titans initially drafted Willis, I thought, man, this is probably two or three years away. I don't think so. I think there's a chance he's an opening day starter in 2023. And I wouldn't be shocked if he starts games this year. Like at some point, Tennessee's offense is just going to need somebody that's a little bit more dynamic, right? Because I don't love the receivers. I think they're going to need somebody that can, you know, run the ball 12 times a game if they need to. I think Willis is somebody that you buy right now, especially in super flex leagues and two Q- QB leagues, because I think he's going to have value at worst by week one of next year. 
I mean, the interesting thing is, Marcus, looking at the contract situation I, I for know. Ryan Tannehill, the Titans are in a bind. And it, looking at their financial investment in Ryan Tannehill, I have to say, like, it's going to take like a lot, uh, like very poor play to get Tannehill off the field, especially in 2022. I know that's not the case, but 54 or sorry, $57.4 million in dead cap for the 2022 season. Like there's no foreseeable way, like they are uh, handcuffed to Ryan Tannehill for now. But Marcus, even in 2023, $18.8 million in dead cap. So yep. it doesn't matter what you do with Ryan Tannehill, um, unless you get, you know, maybe another team to help you out with some of that dead cap cost, kind of like uh, the Browns did with Baker Mayfield, which we know was a huge challenge. And like, I think know that was a more established guy than that. Right. So oh, I, I, he ab I, he's absolutely more established, but that can finding a trade partner who's willing to take on, the financial aspect of the contract when um, it, you know, it, it can be a challenge. So like if they can't find their way out of that situation, are they willing to just eat the dust on that? Like almost $20 million. I, I will say that there's only one more real year left on his contract. The 2023 season, uh, the, the cap of the base salary is 27 million. I could see a team talking themselves into one year of Ryan Tannehill at 27 million. Like that's not absurd. Plus the Colts, excuse me, the Titans, they're about $17 million in the hole already in next year's cap. They could cut Tannehill, get back under that, that salary cap number and be fine. I I've got a feeling that's probably what's going to happen, but in the I meantime, mean, they would like, they would save, uh, you know, almost $18 million That's not having yep. that. But at the same point, you still have almost $19 million yep. in dead cap. Like it, you save plenty of money, but my God, like that is a lot of money, Marcus. Yep. That is a lot of, that is a lot of moolah. But uh, I, I just have a feeling at this time next year, they're going to want to, they're going to want to get a little bit younger, a little bit more dynamic. Ryan Tannehill will be 35 years old at that what point. What are you willing to trade? For Malik Willis right now in a super flex. Second round pick. Okay. Maybe if maybe a late first, maybe. Okay. Maybe it depends. I'm who would you rather have in a super flex? Damian Pierce or Malik Willis? Malik. Wait, no. Well, oh, Pierre. Well, there you go. That changes my opinion. Damian Pierce. <laughs> uh all right. all right. We've got several more players that we need to talk about before uh we head out of here. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Brightco. Uh, Brightco is absolutely fantastic. I Quick story. I had a friend uh, that was going to propose to the then-girlfriend at the top of a Ferris wheel, dropped the ring, went straight down into the machine, could never find <gasps> it. Yeah, rough. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be splattered all over the internet. The guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure that you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen, or you happen to drop it down the Ferris wheel, go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It's the fastest and easiest and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. These guys at Brightco are absolute geniuses. They've made buying insurance for your engagement ring or your watch or whatever. So freaking easy. It only takes two minutes to get covered from your cell phone. You won't find a better deal on great coverage. That's super affordable. Bright.co forward slash locked on. We all hate insurance. We hate dealing with it. But the guys at Brightco have made the whole experience so easy. 
For five bucks a month, you get totally comprehensive coverage and it won't take you more than two minutes on your cell phone. Check it out now. Bright.co forward slash locked on. Again, bright.co forward slash locked on. All right, let's uh let's run through a bunch of players really quickly, Kate. DJ Dallas. Uh fantastic fantastic work this season uh like first off want to like shout out just how well he's played um ties jason huntley of the philadelphia eagles for the most rushing yards here in the preseason averaging 5.8 yards per attempt just looks solid we know p carroll really likes him but marcus i think the most interesting thing to talk about with dj dallas is the opportunity that he could have um as a, a change of pace back. I think it's Rashad Penny's job as long as he's healthy, but um, I mean, Ken Walker, we know that he's rebounding from a a hernia surgery. Uh, Just the door is open for DJ Dallas. He's a guy that, you know, a lot of people liked coming out of the draft and just hasn't really seen that opportunity. He could be seeing it. And I mean, again, if you think Seattle's going to be bad, right. They're going to be down on a lot of games. They're going to have to be throwing. DJ Dallas makes sense as a kind of receiving back a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think he could be a like a sneaky flex play, uh, at least to start the 2022 season. Uh, my next guy, Justin Fields. Uh, he played against the Browns backups on, I think it was Friday, Saturday night. Uh, 14 to 16, 150 yards, three touchdowns. Not moving him up because of a preseason performance, but he just looks so much more comfortable in this offense. It's clear that they're doing things to get him on the move, making easy throws for him. Just in general, I like what I've seen from Justin Fields. I think he's going to make that second-year leap that we have all been anticipating. Love that. Uh, keeping on the quarterback train to a tug of Aloha. Uh, I, yes. I love, love, love what we've seen out of him. Completed 80% of his passes uh, in the preseason, 179 yards and a touchdown, but just like looks confident. We saw that nice, uh, what was it? A 52 yard bomb, uh, from Tyree kill, which was beautiful Marcus. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody expected if there was going to be a big play from Tyreek to Tyree kill, uh, that, you know, maybe it was going to be, uh, you know, a, a play where, you know, you kind of design the ball, get it into Tyree Hill's hands in space, and he makes the play after the catch. No, this was this was Tua, and this was Tyree Kill, uh, and and like just making that bomb play, which was fantastic. I think this offense is going to be really exciting, and I'm not overly impressed by any of the rushers. I know you've got a huge. Man crush on Raheem Mostert, who I love. I love Raheem Mostert, but uh, the question is, does he stay healthy? Um, no, and- I mean, we listen. The thing is, we know that the answer is no, right? But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have value. Like I was telling you pre-show, like any any game that Raheem Mostert is healthy, I'm gonna want him in my starting lineup in fantasy because he's just he's a really good player, and his speed is still incredible. He had two carries for 29 yards in the the final preseason game. Mike McDaniel yanked him right out of the starting lineup. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the starter. Well, yes, in because of Marcus, the wind could blow the wrong way. And this man shattered. I know I can't quit Raheem Mostar. He's on almost every single one of my teams. I just think as long as he's healthy, which we know probably won't be very long, he's going to put up fantasy points and he costs you absolutely nothing to get him right now. 
Yeah, I, I just think this entire offense looked really good in the preseason. I still think the backfield's going to be a mess. Um, but, it, like, I, I think that's not going to be the focus of their offense. Like, yeah. I, I think the focus of this offense is seeing what you have in Tua, um, you know, and highlighting Tyreek Hill and what yeah. he can do. Uh, I, I just shout out to the whole Miami offense in general. They're going to be, gonna be really fun, fun to this watch. Year. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't Jaylen know. Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill on the same field, like yeah. chef's kiss. I, I don't know if Miami is going to be like a serious playoff contender. But yep, I the they are. Is- I made my bold predictions yesterday, Marcus, and they were my playoff team to watch. I, yes, I have the bills I winning the, uh, the AFC East there, but I I'm projecting that the Miami dolphins will be sneaking in and stealing one of those final coveted wildcard spots. Oh, I love it. I, I really, really hope you're right. Uh, while we're talking about Miami, just to kind of put a bow on this, Skylar Thompson. Okay, listen, I know you're not the biggest Skylar Thompson you're, fan. It's fine. Every I, bow of yours is Skylar Thompson shaped. I don't know. Hold on. You, listen, love, you love Skylar let Thompson. Me, let me just read the numbers to you to show you how ridiculous. Because <laughs> if it was your precious Kenny Pickett, we'd be all over this right now. 36 of 48. We've already inducted Kenny Pickett into the Hall of Fame. So, like, I don't even want to hear it, Marcus. 36 of 48 in the preseason. That's 75% completion percentage for you. 450 passing yards, 9.4 yards per attempt, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. And the thing is, he's looked good doing it. Like, he's just been really accurate. He gets rid of the ball quickly. The arm isn't, you know, it's not spectacular, but he just puts it where the receivers need to go get it. I, I, I'm not saying to go out and trade for Skylar Thompson, but if Tua does flop this year, I wouldn't be surprised if Skylar Thompson ends up starting a game because to me, he looked infinitely better than Teddy Bridgewater in the preseason. I kind of think Skylar Thompson's got a little something, something to him. I I think that's fair. Although Marcus, I'm going to kind of swing this back to what Miami is building and in that offense in general, I think this offense is going to be built uh, for for success and that they're they're putting all of the right weapons in place uh, to to just have a successful system uh, that doesn't necessarily all rely on the back of Tua specifically or Jalen Waddle or Tyree Kill. I think this the system they are building is the thing that I want to applaud. But yes, Skylar Thompson had a great preseason. I'm going to have a really snarky Skylar Thompson. Are you as soon as we get off here, by the way? Okay. Are you, what are you trading for Skylar Thompson right now? Nothing. I'm I'm just, he's on my like waiver wire speed dial. Like the moment I was going to say, what is his, his roster chip percentage and sleeper? I'm not sure we can go to break real quick and I'll come back and let y'all know uh, if, anybody's rostering Skylar Thompson just well and just see if the, the people that are have the name Marcus Mosher on there because it I, might be me I'm gonna guarantee that they do <laughs> uh all right let's uh let's tell you about prize picks and um why I absolutely love them all you have to do is pick two to five players and they score more or less than their prize picks projections you win you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry I just want to say I've made a killing off of Skylar Thompson in the preseason because his point total has been like three and a half every game. And he goes way, way over. Cause of course he does uh, no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That includes, are you ready? 
NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made cricket. in 60 seconds. Yeah, cricket. You can bet on uh, Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and it's that easy. They have safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepick.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Pick is going to give you $100. If you deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to use promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Kate, what's the Skylar Thompson sleeper percentage? Zero percent roster. Ah! <laughs> so, hey, shout out to Skylar Thompson. Uh, yeah. He's apparently available in your league. So yes. I don't want to hear any of that. Not in my league. No, in none of your is leagues it, is he rostered. Zero percent. I'm just saying the first game that Tua has like zero touchdowns and two interceptions. We're going to be jumping on here. I'm going to say, listen, get ready to promotion commotion. Uh, Skylar Thompson. Uh, all right, let's get to some other players really quickly. Uh, Sam Howell, he played the entire uh, game for the Commanders uh, this weekend. Looked fine. Continues to be a really good rusher. I haven't been overly impressed with him, but I haven't been over overly impressed with Carson Wentz either. I think there's a good chance that Howell starts a few games this season. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think that, you know, the interesting thing about Sam Howell and the reason why they might want to get Sam Howell on the field sooner rather than later is that if this team is going to be in contention for one of these top five picks, uh, which I'm not sure where they're at in terms of their roster build right now, honestly, mm -hmm. like I think they're kind of a wild card, but for where they're at in their build uh, right now, they could be in contention for one of those top five picks. And we know that there are a couple of quarterbacks to watch in this upcoming draft class. So mm -hmm. I think you want to see, did we get a steal for Sam Howell? Which yes, I think you did. I mean, even, uh, even if he just becomes a backup, it's a steal, right? As, as a fifth round pick. As a fifth round pick. Absolutely. I mean, Jordan love, we saw him go in the first round too, uh, to be the best, uh, the it best backup in the league between those two in the preseason. No. And I, I mean, I think Sam Howell has looked like a quarterback that does not look like a fifth round pick whatsoever. Um, he's played super well. I think like he's, he just looks, he looks calm. I don't think he looks like a, a, a terrified rookie there. I, I think he looks like a, a guy. And I think we've seen, you know, enough confidence out of him that, um, you know, for where, Carson Wentz is at in his career and the chances he's slowly missing out on and, and picking off, like there's absolutely a foreseeable future where Sam hell wins that job and sure. they need to see if he can win that job. They, they need to see what you have out of this guy. Cause imagine he was a, um, you know, a potential candidate to be drafted in the first round Marcus. Yep. There was real conjecture there that he could go in the first can't understand how he fell to the fifth, but for all of that conjecture, like what if you get Sam Howell with that first round pedigree in the fifth, like you're not going to want to waste your top five pick on a, another quarterback. If you can get really good play out of Sam Howell. So I think there's absolutely a chance he sees the field uh, mm -hmm. 
quite soon, actually. Yeah. I would put the over under at uh, week 10. Yeah, I, that's, that's fine. I was thinking like week 11 is probably going to be when he starts his first game. Oh, and we, also know, we also know Carson Wentz isn't the most durable quarterback in the world either. Like missed time last year with ankle injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got, had multiple injuries before, knee injury. So we'll see. Um, really quickly, three other players. Najee Harris, your beloved Najee Harris. A uh, little update on his foot. Uh, yeah, they came uh, came out. Yet he, I say they. Uh, Najee Harris came out yesterday with the announcement that he had uh, been managing a sprained Liz Frank. Um, just FYI, like this has been something he's been dealing with, like all throughout training camp. He missed for four time. weeks now. I think they somebody said it's yes. been a four, and that's it's typically four a spr- weeks. typically a four to six eight week injury. So he's back in the field. I, I would expect we've got two weeks until they play their first game. I would expect him to be at a hundred percent or close to that by week one. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Um, and it, we're not, we're not necessarily looking at this situation. Um, you know, I think in how this could affect his play, cause I, I think he should be healthy. They've been giving him lots of rest. Uh, it's not like he's been playing through that list, Frank and came out and they had no reservations about keeping him on the field for the first half of of mm-hmm. yesterday's game. Um, so I'm I'm not currently concerned about that status whatsoever. Neither am I. Uh, Denzel Mims exploded in what's probably his last game <laughs> with the Jets. Uh, I think he's a sneaky guy to add right now before he gets traded or released. He is available in plenty of leagues, Marcus. I told you I was very excited. I made several waiver claims uh, on Denzel Mims that process Saturday morning. So I I was flying high all weekend, very excited. But Denzel Mims, I mean, it, we've seen flashes uh, again. There has been a an issue in terms of the opportunity, but uh, he's got the draft pedigree. We have seen some upside for him. He's rostered in just six percent of of sleeper leagues right now, six yeah. percent. And I I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to say that uh, you know we are. Uh, you know, going to necessarily a hundred percent see him on a team. We had Robert Sala come out yesterday and say he's going to be here, but man, if Denzel Mims goes to a team with need at the wide receiver position, like your coveted Cowboys uh, who have just been marred with injury or, I mean, even the green Bay Packers, Marcus, like I think Denzel Mims comes in and he's already competing with Alan Lazard. Sorry, Alan Lazard. What about Cleveland? Like what if he's the number two for Cleveland? That would be a great, great pickup for Cleveland. A fantastic pickup for Cleveland. Because, I mean, Anthony Schwartz, haven't seen much out of him. Like, that that's a team that we need to see depth yep. at. Like, there's just no depth uh, in really any any aspect of the word. Um, but, yeah, Marcus, I, I, I'm... Ugh. Well, I think we're going to get some news on Denzel Mims early in the week. Um so we'll see. Just keep an eye out on him. One more guy, Geno Smith. Pete Carroll announced after the, the Seahawks preseason game to the Cowboys that Geno Smith would be the starter. I think we are kind of expecting that. Um, I watched that game. Geno was fine. Like it, and, and that's and that's how bad the Seattle situation is. If you're just fine, you were going to win the job because Drew Locke was all over the place. Three interceptions against the Cowboys' third-string defense. I, I'm not sure this decision was even – tough for Pete Carroll. I think Gino won this by a lot. Yeah. Uh, agreed. <laughs> like I have nothing else to add to that. I, 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 I'm not sure how Gino's going to do at getting the ball to like 
DK Metcalf down the field. But I will say Tyler Lockett played in this game and they had like two back-to-back throws that were like perfect. And maybe it won't be quite as bad as we're anticipating. I I, I do think Geno's the right quarterback there. It's just not an exciting option. I don't think he's going to add value to the receivers or the, the offense in general. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. That's, I mean, that's, that's about as nice as things we can say about the, the status <laughs> quarterback competition in the league right now. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL experience and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. You can follow our show wherever you get podcasts. Also, check us out on YouTube, Locked On Dynasty over there. You can follow the show on Twitter uh, at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Matt and Ryan will be back tomorrow, and we'll see you guys later in this week. Bye, everybody.